Agents Podcast. This episode of the Lab Goat Agents Podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. Welcome back, Lab Coach. And uh, if you waited a week, uh, here we are. We're back. Episode two. I think we've done this a total of like three times in our history, guys. So congratulations. Uh, You've made that list. I don't know if that's a a good thing or not. Uh, Jesse and Jackson are back. We were talking. These guys have done some amazing things. You heard it the last episode. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, just stop, go listen to it first, then come back here. Uh, and then we're going to get a hell of a lot more granular on what we started to discuss last week, uh, which was all of the technicals on building and growing and sustaining a very powerful YouTube channel that can really help you grow your business. That's what these guys do. They've been in the business like uh, less than 10 years combined and they are crushing it and numerous YouTube channels. So again, go back. I'm not, we're not going to, we're not going to waste time discussing that. We just did it last week. Go listen to that episode if you haven't and fellas, welcome back. And you know, where should we start today uh, as, as we get granular on these strategies? I'm going to let you guys decide where we start and then I'll take it. I'll, I'll kind of guide us from there. Yeah, I think it, um, we were just talking a little bit pre-show on this. If we're going a little more granular, then we, ca- we really need to discuss, you know, how this whole evolution started with the styles of videos we did and the, the titles, the descriptions, the metadata this is all the stuff that, you know, I kind of mentioned last time. I don't know when the timestamp really hit of when we do all these restaurant interviews and this style of, of marketing, but frustrating enough, we went down that path as well, as mentioned last time, shooting all these restaurant interviews, a bunch of hyper-local stuff that gets taught even to this day, but those videos are still sitting on our channel doing nothing for us, but really hurting us. And so it was going down the path, like you mentioned of the keywords, right? And so that's when we really started discovering, you know, I was really, I was starting to look up keywords. And and the one thing that struck me was just cities and suburbs, right? Like Beaverton, Oregon, Hillsborough, Oregon, uh, cost of living, pros and cons. These were things that were starting to get searched all the time. And when I went and filtered out the, the actual search results on YouTube, nothing like zip, nada. In fact, you'll see in, in basically every major city across America, there are those YouTubers like World According to Briggs and Nick Johnson. I don't, we don't even know where they live, but they do these giant videos of every major city, like top 10 worst areas to live, and they just soak up the views. And so that was really what changed my mind after, you know, Jesse and I had been doing just dozens, if not hundreds of these videos kind of wrong was like, okay, if we're going to make this work, one, I've got to get just obsessed with YouTube and become an actual YouTuber. And two, holy crap, Jesse, these cities, these suburbs, these keywords are getting searched 
50,000, 100,000 times a month and there's just nobody shooting videos on it. So now we can kind of get more granular on that if it sparked any questions or if Jesse wants to add something. Well, you, you guys, I do want to mention something because we started talking about TubeBuddy and we started mm -hmm. talking about uh, some of the ancillary services that you use to assist with seeking out this stuff, right? So maybe talk a little bit about that and we'll let the conversation take it from there because I think that stuff is insanely important. I think a lot of people, when they think of YouTube, they just think, well, I'm, I'm gonna make long form video and we're yeah. just gonna see where it goes, right? But there's so much more to it and using platforms like TubeBuddy and, and whatever else you guys use, because I know there's other platforms. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that and, and, and how you got to that point, Jackson, because like yeah. you said, I was searching to see what people were searching. Well, there's, there's ways to find that out. So explain, how's that work? So I mentioned earlier before the gal over on the East Coast, Karen was using a tool called Keywords Everywhere and that actually pulls straight from the Google search bar. And so that's kind of how I started this thing researching it although you know her style was more the escrow process inspection i started realizing the cities and suburbs were getting searched a lot but what really triggered it was when i used keywords everywhere which is a tool i don't use anymore because it pulls from google the the like beaverton oregon was searched thirty one thousand times a month in, in in google and i was like holy crap i went to youtube and searched it on tubebuddy and it was searched three hundred and seventy five thousand times a month and that was the day i called jesse Pardon my language, but I'm like, holy shit, Jesse, dude, this, like people are searching these cities out 12 times more on YouTube than Google. Like they want to see it. And that's the day, like, or, or the real pivotal moment of when we started vlogging. Right. And it was Jesse, you show up and I'm going to ask you questions. Let's fill it in. I'll take care of all the video and everything. But the real OGness of this was TubeBuddy sucked when I first started. It was a tool that was just new out there. And it really, all you could do was do keyword research with it. It had no tools to truly analyze if you could rank for it. So back in the day, I was paying for TubeBuddy, keywords everywhere. And the one that really came out and started the whole revolution of optimization ranking was Morning Fame. They're still out there. They had their check system, their three green check system. And so I would kind of find these keywords in TubeBuddy and then I would go over to Morning Fame and I would start building out the descriptions and the titles to see if I could rank, see how competitive they were, right? So uh, you know, cheap homes in Beaverton, Oregon is, is pretty competitive because Redfin, Zillow, all these people pay for that, right? And, and they had, they run a ton of ads on that, but really nobody goes to YouTube and searches cheap homes in, in Beaverton. So we actually found out luckily that we don't ever need to talk about cheap stuff. Let's talk about the expensive stuff. But secondly, it was morning fame that really opened the door to YouTube and allowing us to go in and go, oh man, I can go in and optimize these videos, which is what you mentioned, tagging, descriptions. This was all stuff when I started out. What did what us as real estate agents have in our descriptions? My website, my number, my landing page, my squeeze pages, link, 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 link. And all of those got people off the platform. That again is what the marketers and, the, and these people taught. So I started noticing that, oh my gosh, that description box underneath the, when you upload a video, that is the golden ticket to ranking a video, right? Right there, you need to not keyword stuff and you cannot keyword stuff for, for robots. You need to type for humans. So, you know, we paste that title right in the description and we write a very strategic, you know, four, five, six sentence paragraph about what the video is about with the keywords. So really in depth, I know, but that's, and this wasn't just day one. This took me months and months and months to figure out, but that is right there when, 
Morning Fame opened it up to go, okay, now you can outrank these top YouTubers because they're not utilizing the description boxes correctly. And if you do that, hey, you've got a good chance of stepping above them. And then uh, TubeBuddy is the most prevalent now. And it's it's the most forward-facing. Like it literally listens to its creators every day. I'm part of them. They sponsored me and and they ask questions every day. So they have taken it like completely by storm, built an amazing system to where you can find your title, run it through the SEO uh, studio and build out your descriptions, your tagging, and it ranks your video for you. It shows you going from like a 40 all the way up to an 80, a 90 or a hundred. A lot of this is confusing on my channel junkies, YouTube channel. I have on the home screen, an entire playlist to buddy tutorials that you can be a master within a few videos. So Again, there's there were some other tools out there beforehand, you know, that I I, I was all over the place, but now it's it's basically just TubeBuddy. Yeah, and I think a lot of and Jackson, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but the keywords really don't play a, a big giant role in the ranking of the video. It's more the title and the description, correct? Right. Well, <clears throat> but the keyword is in the title, so the keyword yeah. is massive. Where that's where a lot of us go wrong, right? One eight nine seven. Right. One eight nine seven West Songbird Lane. You know, I was on Clubhouse the other day and even one of the top YouTubers out there, Benji, he doesn't do real estate. He's He was even saying, oh, I'll just go out and do property tours because that's what consumers want. And I'm like, bullshit, dude. Like nobody searches that. And if I fly into a city, the last thing I'm going to do is a video that's never evergreen. Why would I, you know, if you're going to do property tours and listing videos to or to please your clients, build a separate channel for that. It will crush your YouTube channel, right? So yes, keywords are massive. You have to rank for the keywords. So if you type in Milwaukee, Oregon, Tualatin, Oregon, Hillsborough, Oregon, we rank number one, but the description, yes, is probably the most important and the dialect you say, right? Every video, Google translates your voice and they upload captions. I mean, the metadata in YouTube and Google is just, it's, it's almost hard to believe, but um, you need to mention your keywords in your video. You need to type them out in your descriptions and tagging is the least important. Really, you could go without tagging a video and you'd be all right. But yeah, title and descriptions is massive. I love that. I love that. So when you guys are, okay, so that's interesting. There's a lot to unpack what you just said there, which, which you know, goes against the fiber of most realtors beings, which is, well, <laughs> what do you mean, Jackson? I, I have this listing. I mean, what else am I supposed to do? I'm going to do a walk. This is what everybody wants. And you're saying, no, it's not what they want, which, which is interesting. So I hope you were paying attention there, realtors. Uh, but, but number two, so we're talking about, you know, the, the title and the description, Okay. And you're talking about using these, 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 these platforms, the two buddies and mm -hmm. morning fame, and you don't use keywords everywhere anymore. But so, so t walk us through your process on, on understanding or figuring out. So let's use an example that's very prevalent to a real estate agent. And then the, the, the process by which you guys go through to determine what the best title is and then the description that, that follows or goes with it. Yeah, it's really morphed over time as I leaned heavy on TubeBuddy to, to launch this. And now what I've taught to thousands of agents to where I personally don't even use it anymore because I know exactly which videos to shoot. But the process, here's exactly what you do. You're going to type in like living in your city. Let's say it's Denver, Colorado, St. Louis, Missouri. You're going to type that right into the YouTube search bar. And this is what I started realizing early on was you know, Portland, Oregon housing market, some of these things that we get taught to do, if you filter it out, the view counts are like one, 19 views, 300 views, 11 views. 
But when I started typing in just living in Portland, Oregon and filtering it, it was like a million views, 500,000 views, 300,000 views. And from there, living in Portland, Oregon was kind of just the keywords. And I started realizing, okay, what are the top YouTubers writing with living in Portland, Oregon? So pros and cons, 10 reasons not to move to Portland, Oregon. So my whole thought process started changing from, okay, I'm going to get away from this hyper-local and real estate jargon. And I'm going to start doing what these top guys do. So now what I did was I went into TubeBuddy, right? And I just typed in living in Portland, Oregon. Well, as a new YouTube channel, it's hard to rank for that. There's a lot of videos out there with top YouTubers that have millions of subscribers that, you know, they are going to outrank you. So what you have to do is go to TubeBuddy and you start adding words to it, right? So where to live in Portland, Oregon, and it, it starts telling you, okay, that's a little bit better where to live in Portland, Oregon with a family. I would type that in and it's like, boom, it would slam the ranking a hundred out of a hundred. And when I hit the results tab, there's no videos with that exact title. And I was like, boom, home run. So we did a where to live in uh, Portland, Oregon with families, right? And, and shot that video, where to live downtown Portland, Oregon as singles. That was getting searched, right? Some of these aren't going to be home run million views, but you rank number one right away. So you kind of have to think about YouTube as you're brand new. How do I go in there and kind of chip off the old ice block a little bit so that I can start gaining momentum? And it was using, you know, TubeBuddy. Again, these tutorials will walk you through exactly what I'm talking about, but you can go in there and start typing into TubeBuddy these different titles. And if you do like living in St. Louis, Missouri, right? On the right-hand side, if you pay for YouTube or TubeBuddy, it's going to give you about 10 different things uh, that are that correlate with living in you know Phoenix, Arizona, whatever that you can start clicking on to see how your channel would rank as well. So it gives you a lot of opportunity to go in and rank. So let me ask you guys a quick question. So based on what you just told me, because here's where I think the by by and large most are, most of us are flawed. We co we come with a video idea first and say yeah. I'm going to do this video idea. You're saying I'm going to go see what's going to perform and then I'm going to create the video. Yeah, man. And that, and it, and it really boils down to, you know, Jesse and I are just honest with ourselves, you know, the, the hyper local stuff, the, the short form content, we did all of it and, and we got no business out of it. So it really, we had to change something. And me now the, the real interesting story to this too, is that I'm brand new to Portland. I am making no money. It's a dark time with me and my wife, two kids. I mean, real dark. And so I've got to, really step on the gas pedal here and make something happen. So I had to admit to myself that all that work I did before on these videos where I just went out and shot and, and uploaded it did nothing for us. So I was like, I got to get these videos in front of people most likely to watch them. And that's when the keyword research, that's when discovering, okay, I'm going to figure out the sales process, which is problem, problem, solve information search. That's what people have, right? I'm moving, new job, relocation. I need a four bedroom house. Like they are, they have a massive problem and they go search that out. So you have to figure out what they're searching first and then fill in from there. That's powerful. That's that, that right there is a powerful nugget that I think most of our listeners probably not aware of. Yeah. And if this, that, that one thing alone is, is, uh, is a great takeaway that I think will change their mindset and, and how they want to attack. YouTube yeah. And, and real quick on that, it's, it's, it, I didn't know the word. We all just think of marketing, real estate, marketing, social media, marketing, and that's all kind of falsity. 
It's content marketing. That's what I started on uh, understanding was content marketing. If you look at the definition of it, it is answering the questions of your consumers. And that will completely change. I don't care if you're a blog writer, Pinterest, podcasting, whatever. Once you understand content marketing, which is answering the questions of the consumers, it'll change your entire game. That's when you start opening videos up, hooking people, answering the consumer's question. I love it. I love it. Jesse. I don't, I don't want to keep you silent here, man. If you got oh. uh, anything to say, feel free. Oh, no. I, uh, I love listening to this stuff. I'm a student as well. I like, no, I like learned everything from a uh, Jackson and I've been able to build a couple of channels myself, but the one thing that I would say, you know, from what everything that he said and like searching the titles, because uh, when we first met, we were up there shooting the, uh, you know, digital mayor style videos and we had no direction. It was just what everybody else was teaching us. And then finally I was like, asking people, I'm like, do you guys actually make money off of these videos or anything or make good deals? And they're like, oh no, but we're building all these relationships. And yeah, you're hoping for like a, um, you know, a referral from one of these stores or something like that. But at the end of the day, I, I started realizing, I'm like, man, I, I came from the service industry too before. And like, these people do not have time. The last thing on their mind is sending Jesse Dow, the real estate agent, a referral. So I think another thing that, um, you know, that can be frustrating to agents as well is, uh, you know, when you're making these videos is you're, you, everybody correlates success with views and subscribers. And, um, you know, we always correlated success with deals closed. So we kept saying like, we don't care if our video has three, three views or three subscribers, that's three clients that we know are going to eventually call us. So now like we are Portland channel has over 10,000 subscribers and we're like, that's, that's 10,000 deals like mm -hmm. that we will eventually get. And like year to date, I was just looking this morning before we got on the call and we've closed just that we only get paid on our YouTube closings, uh, nothing else. We did, we've closed over 140 transactions for 84 million this year alone in 2020, 2021. Um, and last year it was at 50 million. So we've already way surpassed what we did. And that's what it is. It's like this pipeline thing that keeps growing and growing and growing. And one thing that Jackson didn't talk about either, and this is something that a lot of agents think is like, they're like, oh, I'm going to spend some money, put some money behind this and boost it out to the masses. And so um, Jackson, I kept telling him, I'm like, dude, YouTube is so smart. Like these algorithms are amazing. If we put some money behind this, it's going to blast it out to the people that really want to see it. And we can amplify this thing like 10x overnight. So what happened was, is we put $5 to the uh, a spend to a video and it sent it out to thousands of people that didn't want to see it. So they clicked on it. They clicked off. It increased our bounce rate. Our average view duration dropped significantly. And the next day, I actually, I went into YouTube and I was showing somebody, because this is back when we were selling our agency products. And I was showing them how we ranked number one for almost everything. And bam, every video was out of ranking. Like you couldn't even find us. So that day, moving forward, we were like, we will never spend another dime on yeah. ads. That's it. You know, yeah, that, some, you, you guys, you, you, you mentioned two things there that I, that I want to go back to. So first of all, that, that was one of them. So that's interesting. And that, that leads me back to what you guys said in the last episode, which was, you know, we thought this is you guys talking that we want to take these videos and now share them in all these Facebook groups. And mm -hmm. in reality, that actually hurt us because people were not really, they weren't on Facebook to watch YouTube videos. So they would click it and then they bounce back and it hurt your, you know, it hurt the performance of the video, right? Just, and which this goes against what most people tell these agents to do, mm -hmm. right? And, and just like spending money, put money behind it. And, you know, it's like, it's like all the Facebook ad people. I don't think it doesn't necessarily work, but I know from personal experience, there's an organic way to do it. If you do it right. Damn straight. 
So I don't, uh, there isn't a, a social platform you should be really putting money to because you're, you're now having to convert. It's just like we talked about at the beginning. Like it's just, it's never repeat business. And the whole goal of social media algorithms is to find people most intrigued to watch your content, to get them on the platform. So organically through content marketing, no matter what the platform is, if you're yourself and you act like yourself and you, you answer consumers questions with your marketing, that's when your videos start getting out in front of people most likely to watch it and, and the numbers really start to increase. So yeah, they're paying for anything I think is just a mess. <laughs> it's, it's such an interesting, an interesting mindset. And again, it goes against everything. Everybody teaches everything. everything. Well, well, so another, why do you guys think that is? And before, before you answer that, I do want to remind myself and remind you guys that I want to go back to talking about the uh, the thing, Jesse, you mentioned, which is doing the digital mayors type mm -hmm. content, because there's a lot of agents doing that. There's there's actual platforms that help agents do this. I've got a good friend of mine doing it in Kansas City, and he's doing really, really well, but it's not converting to business yet. And so I, I want to talk about that. But let's go back to the the uh, the question, which is, why do you think it is that so many experts and I'm putting that in quotations. If you can't see me, I'm putting it, I'm a lot of emphasis on that. Right. These experts are saying that you should be sharing those videos everywhere, that you should be putting money behind it and you should be running ads. Why, why, I, why are they so misinformed? I think uh, for me and Jackson probably has a different outlook on this, but for me, I think when you're an agent, <clears throat> there's a lot of ego involved with um, seeing yourself on you know the screen. I mean, everyone's taught to celebritize people on TV. So that's why I think being on screen and then sharing everywhere. But everybody, like I said a few minutes ago, is everyone correlates success with views and subscribers. So I talk to agents all the time where they're like, oh, I have 10,000 subscribers or I have 10,000 views or 100,000 views. And that's how they're gauging their success. Well, like I said before, I only gauge my success on my closed transactions. And so I think when people do these things, it's like a very feel good egotistical type business model that people are doing. Cause now if you're going out and adding value, and this is another thing is everyone's always told to add value, add value, add value, add value. So if you are shooting a video for say a restaurant or a bar or a t-shirt shop, you're adding value. So you're hoping, and this is what it comes down to is you're hoping you're going to get something in return. Well, that's in my opinion is a little messed up too, because I don't think you should feel like you have to do anything and expect anything in return. So I think if you told them at the, these agents at the end of the day, like if you weren't going to get any deals out of this whatsoever, nobody would ever do it. One of those videos. So I think you have to change your mindset. It kind of like what you said earlier, it's like, let's figure out what people are searching for and then go make the content around that. That's like, it, that's pretty much anything. I mean, people call for sell by owners because they know that those people want to sell their home. It's just like, creating content. That's our goal is to buy it, get or find clients that want to buy and sell homes. So that's my two cents on it. And Jackson, you might think something differently. I do. It's, it's almost like predatory. You get in and you get desperate into real estate and I get, you know, I'm all over the place live on YouTube. I, I mean, I, this is what I do every single day. So I just love it. And a lot of it is because I debunked all these myths and that's it. You know, the people teaching it, you, you live in the clubhouses, you live anywhere. And and it's basically a bunch of people who aren't even licensed real estate agents who are the TikTok professional out there selling these things. And if you go look at their content, there's not one thing about buying, selling homes. They just have a million followers because they're good creators, right? But they sell these courses and then they force 
views and subscribers and followers down your throat. So as I'm living on these platforms, answering questions, hundreds of them every single week, 50% of them are, how do I get more subscribers and views? And I'm like, well, we're closing 140 homes here in the first eight months and, you know, working from wherever we want, we're out of production. So I don't give a shit about those subscribers anymore. Now there is importance to organic subscribers, but I'm not going to sell you on that. Like we're getting clients or, or students, you know, who, who shoot one, two, three videos and are getting like four phone calls in, in a closed home. So it's just, it's almost like a predatory thing. And it is, it's one of those like big S on your chest, man. I have this many views and followers, but man, we actually looked into some businesses and this is a little farther and uh, we won't ever name anybody, but like, okay, I'd love to find these people who are a million TikTok follow subscribers or follow whatever you call those. And let's see their, their business. So we looked up production levels and some of them are like six deals in the last 14 months. And you're like, we're like, if you can do it, prove it to me and I will blow you up. But if you can't, this just sends me down that rabbit hole. And I'm very protective because I did all those things that was taught and told and they just didn't work. And it sucks. Like I remember how dark and low that time was. So it, mine comes more passionate driven. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think another question that we get all the time too, which kind of like leads into views and subscribers is, uh, people ask us all the time about YouTube shorts, which I know all this short form content is super hot now. So, um, YouTube shorts is something too, that will, cons will kill your channel, um, for us, because what we always preach is long form content, you know, 10 to 30 minutes is what we strive for. Well, a short will get you thousands of views because they're competing now with TikTok. So every con every platform is going to promote the new and shiny. So they're going to reward you for doing whatever it is. But the thing is, is now you put a 30 second video on your YouTube channel and guess what? It's going to blast that thing to thousands of people once again, and they're going to watch that 30 second video. Well, you're better off them watching five minutes of a 10 minute video because the, you just completely crushed your average view duration. So it's, it's, it's more about the minutes than it is the percentage of the video. Yep. It's, it's, it's a combination of both. Again, now, when I do my presentations, I bring up my data, my analytics to this because our Portland, Oregon channels are where we launched everything. And the videos were a lot shorter and our average view duration when people find us via search is four minutes and 35 seconds. When uh, YouTube suggests our video, it's six minutes and 35 seconds. So YouTube's very smart at suggesting our videos to the right people. But what that started telling me was that, okay, these longer videos are getting suggested more as long as you can keep them on watching it for a good amount of time. So when I launch new channels, instead of doing six, seven, eight minute videos, now I'm doing 15, 20, even 35 minute videos. And it takes a little bit longer, but once those start getting suggested, I'm starting to average on some of them, 14 minute average view durations. They get suggested. I have one video that's suggested 725,000 times alone, like almost a million suggestions of them watching my whole video, you know, about Houston, about Phoenix, about wherever these cities are. So yeah, now you start sprinkling in these 59 second videos and your average view durations of your channel really dips, right? It's just like when we put money behind a video, we got thousands and thousands of views right away. So that looks cool. But every video just got yanked out of ranking. The channel got pulled out of ranking. My average view durations went down to like a minute. Click-through rates were like 1% for instead of five. And when you start thinking of 11 million impressions and you can get a one, two, 3% click-through rate uh, higher, you know, you're talking about tens, if not hundreds of thousands of views. So a lot of this stuff means a lot to me. It's very, very important. So I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to waste my time on a short form content uh, video. I want long 
evergreen. Again, why I don't do property tours because tomorrow, next week, especially in these markets, that house ain't even relevant. So I can go in and shoot these vlogs about cities that my kids who are nine, six, and one can use in 15, 20 years for real estate. It ain't ever going away. And it's never not evergreen. It's interesting that you say that. So, and let me clarify, because I think what you meant to say or, or what, what you didn't, didn't finish the sentence was, I'm not going to focus on short-term, short-form content for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because I or in general, I'm just not a proponent of it. But yes, especially not for YouTube. And if I do, I would do it on a completely separate channel. And the message, the call to action would be, if you want long form content, here's the, here's the, the channel all about living in Houston. But again, I know the power of a good long video and what it does for my bank account and home sales. So to me, I'm not going to do any, any short form content. I know what that long form content can do for me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, and, and what I was going to say was, is that short form content to me is po- super powerful mm-hmm. on Facebook, Instagram, obviously TikTok, although it's obviously funny. TikTok, yeah. It's funny. TikTok has now raised it to five minutes because mm-hmm. it's like they are just going toe to toe with YouTube now, yep. um, which is interesting. But why then would you say that YouTube is pushing this so hard if, if it's actually hurting the people that help drive YouTube? Yep. people like you, uh, why would they be, why would they be pushing so hard for short form content then when, when it's only going to hurt? Because this, this whole world, it, it, it is amazing. And it's drawing mass, mass crowds in for entertainment style videos. But again, you said it, I've said it nonchalantly, it's entertainment value, right? And so a lot of that stuff is getting uh, dropped in our lap or it's when we have just a quick second to go watch something, maybe going to the bathroom, maybe in line at the post office, that's typically when we're logging into these things 17 times a day, right? But again, when it comes to content marketing and making a major purchase decision, like if you're going to go buy a new car, buy a new MacBook or a PC, buy a Kia or a Hyundai, buy Titleist buy, or, or TaylorMades, like, dude, I try and buy a sandwich. I watch three months of YouTube videos because I'm trying to find the one I, that's going to fit my swing. So that's where the 15 second video doesn't do it for me. I want answers from the long form. Yeah, short form content is is starting this mass wave, but are we truly making like lifestyle purchases off of that? Or are we seeking out the information when we need to make a giant purchase decision? Yeah, and, and that's I, just our, our thought on it, you know? And, and again, prove us wrong. I would love to talk to somebody who's doing it. We have a partner who joined us, 50,000 followers on TikTok, just crazy good, all about Hawaii stuff. He still has, he had one conversation. No buyers, no no business from it. A, a really good TikToker. We got him into doing long form living in Hawaii content. He's killing it. Million dollar buyers like within uh, two weeks. He's he's just completely blown up his business. And so he ran all the side by side comparisons. He started a second channel doing YouTube Shorts because he's crazy analytical SEO and he's testing it all. But yeah, he's the firm believer. Come come from his mouth, Ryan Strong. You can look him up, message him. He still does TikTok. He still does Instagram Reels. He hasn't gotten business from that. He's going uh, hard onto long form YouTube and getting a ton of business from it. And and the one thing I would add to that too, because I I actually wrote a um, a case study and we can put it in the link description below. I think it'd be great for everyone to read. But um, one third of the internet traffic is driven by YouTube on a monthly uh, basis. So and that's and they get over two billion unique login users a month. The average person spends 30 minutes a day on YouTube. They watch five, six channels. So if you think about that, YouTube is driving more traffic than Google and Facebook combined on the internet. So guess what they are? The Kings. 
So the only place they have to go is down from where they're at. So when you get a, a platform, now everyone's fighting for attention in these big spaces with like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. So I guarantee you when TikTok came around, they put a little dent into YouTube with their attention. More people were over on TikTok. So what is, and you see it with Instagram too, with them adding reels and things like that. Everybody has to start competing to get their people back on the platforms. So in when Jackson and I, uh, Jackson speaks at VidFest every year. And the first year that he was there, we taught this or he taught this, uh, how we do our YouTube business. And people were like looking at us like we're crazy or him. Oh, you're crazy. Like this stuff doesn't make sense. Blah, 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 blah. Then the year two, some professional YouTubers came back and they said, Hey, I use your guys' method and my YouTube channel actually grew way faster this year. I stopped sharing it and all these things. So the, the fact is, is when you are at the top, you have to fight for attention. And when you see a company like TikTok come along, and like you said, they're now outpacing YouTube and view time. They have to bring those consumers back to their platform because they have nowhere, they have nothing else left to go. Like, what are they going to do? They're, they're a one dimensional business plan, you know? So that's my, that's my sense on why they do it. And yes, um, the short form, like, and, and here's the thing too, is even on TubeBuddy, it tells you to share your content on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Guess why? Because you're trying to bring, they're trying to get you to bring all of these consumers back to YouTube. They don't really care how it hurts your channel because a lot of them don't even really play in the space that we play in where we're actually trying to target market consumers. You, uh, a lot of creators are just trying to get the masses. They're getting paid on AdSense. That's why views and subscribers are important to them because they're making 500,000 to multi-million dollars a month on AdSense where we're not really concerned with AdSense because we don't make a lot of money on that. We make all our money in home sales. So it's a completely different look and we're using the tool a lot different than most of the high producing content creators. Yep. I love that. Uh, and you mentioned that, that, that was, I was on our list today was to, you know, the, the recent, uh, Mm-hmm. chart that showed that TikTok has overtaken YouTube on average watch time. That's where this is coming from. Just so you mm-hmm. guys know, uh, the, the, the data is this, the average, the average user. Now the average watch time on TikTok per month is 24 hours, 39 minutes. Uh, and it's, it's 2241 for YouTube. And so that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. but what you guys are basically saying is I get why YouTube's doing it and great do it because I want viewers back on YouTube, but I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole because it's only going to hurt my channel. So I'm going to stay in my lane and and you listening to this should stay in your lane. Don't Mm -hmm. get caught up on, on the shorts, which it's interesting. So I'm going to ask you guys selfishly, my YouTube sucks. It's, it's not that I I do it. It's like a library for me. It's never been a focus. Maybe it should be uh, because I make my living on the other platforms, but you know, I went, started chasing like, holy shit, short form. Awesome. I've got so much, I've got 700 videos on TikTok. I got tons of content that I can throw over there on YouTube, but I mean, it's not hurting my channel. My channel sucks anyway. So, so I'm the guy helping bring people back to YouTube maybe, but I'm not helping myself. I'm not helping my business. I I think, I I just, I think that's really fascinating. I mean, think about this. Okay. I want two things for you and for the audience. Yeah. Let's say you want to learn how to do TikTok for real estate you're where are you going to go search how to do that probably youtube yeah, yeah, you'll watch course. a 15 yeah. minute 20 minute tutorial on it right yeah. and if i make you trust me you're probably going to buy my tiktok course right that's the whole thing let's say you're going to go buy a fifty thousand dollar vehicle where are you going to go research that that's a massive problem that is content marketing 
You're going to go to Google. You're going to go to uh, blogs. You're going to go to YouTube. You are going to watch months of content to make big purchase decisions. And so when you really start backpedaling and going, okay, what are my, you know, what are my tendencies, right? Have you ever made a $10,000 purchase from an Instagram reel? Have you ever made a $50,000 purchase from a 30 second TikTok video? Have you ever made a, a $200 purchase or learned something from that? Other Everybody than like, watch soap. other than, yeah, maybe you missed, maybe you missed Valentine's day and there's an ad for a bear in a, in a chocolate, but Again, this was all going through my mind of like when I was just leveraging, dude, when I say Facebook, Instagram back in the day, I was doing 30 for 30s, 30 different spots in 30 days. We were doing restaurant interviews. I was doing square videos. I was doing the boxes. I was doing Instagram. I mean, thousands of videos, no business from it. It just is on a platform where people are killing time. And yes, last night I had dinner with some friends over the 13 year old, the nine year old and the 11 year old they had. They didn't get off their damn phone. They were on TikTok the whole freaking time, dude. It drove me nuts. And those numbers could be skewed because you've got freaking seven-year-olds watching it, which I will never let my kid watch that shit. But I mean, yes, is that being consumed an incredible amount? But like, close your eyes, think about the last few big decisions you've made, purchase decisions. Where did you go? You either went and searched that on Google, YouTube, you asked friends. I mean, look at just Amazon. We spend, you'll go buy a $40 like LED light strip. And you'll probably search 15 different products and read all the reviews. Like you do crazy amounts of research when making a $40 LED strip purchase. So imagine moving across country with your wife, with your kids and trying to figure out where to live is a 30 second video going to suppress that. Or is something where you get an entire channel that's all about it going to make that. And that's where we get, you know, the thousands and thousands of reach outs because we're living on a platform to where people make massive decisions. That's where they go and consume content. And they spend a lot of times, they'll watch two, three, four times the same video because they cannot get enough information from it. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, so you guys are, you know, debunking things to a degree here. And, and I want to talk about it because I, we, I talk about this a lot and, you know, Justin yeah. and I have a, a, a Facebook group called Drunk on Social and we teach social building a brand and the reason behind why you want to do it. And I'm not saying you guys are necessarily debunking that or saying that's stupid. Oh, no, but, no, 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 but, but <laughs> brand is huge. Well, I, and I agree, but, but that's what I want to talk about because what you are doing is you're helping people understand and identify that all of the things that maybe you are doing and have been doing are not actually driving you business and you're chasing virality, which, you know, we teach that. It's like, why, why, who gives yeah. a shit? How many yeah. connections are you making? Right. Mm -hmm. So when it comes back to doing all of those things, when it comes back to building that brand and actually turning it into dollars, because you said it, Jackson, I created all these videos and didn't ever do a deal. What is your advice for someone, you know, who has now spent a good you know, 12 months, 18 months, two years following these strategies, being consistent, posting all the time, and, 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 and they are, you know, creating connections and whatnot, but they are not closing a ton of business from it. Mm -hmm. What advice do you give to them? And this also goes back, Jesse, to the question about, you know, I've been, let's just say I've been doing a digital mayor strategy. I'm doing really well. I'm becoming known in my community. I'm getting asked to go interview businesses. This is a great problem to have problem, but I need to turn it into business. So what yeah. is your advice? What is your advice? Like how, how do they take what they've now built and don't just blow it up, yeah. but now shift it to turn it into business. And Jesse's like the brand specialist, like his, 
And we need to do like volume three on this because it, I'm the interesting guy when it comes to YouTube and statistics and cracking that. But dude, if it were up to me, I'd still be living in Portland and I'd probably close like 10 houses total. I'm a shitty real estate agent. He's built an incredible empire and he's not only blown us up, but like hundreds of agents across the country. So he's crazy business smart and sits behind the scenes building these massive businesses. But my whole leverage play with, with, the, with the social media, and then we'll let Jesse just rip with brand and what, what brand means. I'm myself, dude. All of my Instagram, all of my Facebook is me doing funny shit with my kids, like making fun of them. Go, dude, we travel all over and it's pictures of that, pictures of me with my family. Dude, I get so many Facebook messages, so many DMs, which I barely check. And they go, oh my God, I've been watching all of your YouTube videos. I freaking love uh, those videos and we're moving. So like, I'm getting those reach outs. So what they're doing is they're going to my long form content to fix their problem. And then they're like, I'm going to check this dude out. And then I'm a normal dude and they either hate me or they don't. But yeah, I mean, I had a professional boxer who boxes with De La Hoya DM me, dude. And he's moving here to Houston. You checked that people, DM, I, didn't you? Yeah. It's, and I'm like, I'm like three weeks late. I'm like, sorry, dude. He's like, Oh, it's all good, dude. I, I freaking love your style, man. I need two houses. And so what they're doing is for me, my brand is just Jackson Wilkie, dude. I, I drink brewskis. I smoke beer. I golf. I hang out with my family. Kids are my everything. And I own that shit and people love it or they hate it. So that's me on social media. Um, but brand dude, Jesse's really what took us from like, stop thinking about us. Let's build something legacy here. Yeah. So what, so, what, so what you're saying before you answer, Jesse Jackson, what you're saying is that whole branding piece is very complimentary to what you're doing on YouTube. Damn straight. And I'm very active on social media as who I am. Um, you won't ever see me talking about real estate ever, 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 but there, that's what we do, right? When we read reviews, it's, it's like anything in life you go and you read these reviews, you want to see, 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 and you want to almost make yourself not want to work with that person. You're trying to find that one thing, but yes, they go, find me where they're trying to solve their problem. And then from there, they'll go creep me out on some other platform. And they might link it. If you link them, mess me, message me. I will not get that. Jackson and I just virtual high five because we agree wholeheartedly <laughs> about never talking about our business. Ever. Uh, this is how I remind people what I do by wearing t-shirts because my business is so freaking boring. It bores me. I don't even like talking about it. So I agree with you 1 million. And we want to work with who we want to work with. Yeah. People, the messages are like, Jackson, your freaking videos are hilarious. I can't wait to meet Hank. Dude, Hank was like six in these videos and he's a bona fide star. And they're like, hey, we're, we're grabbing a brewski when we get in there. Because I always talk about brewskis and I'm, I am brand me and Jesse's brand him. But like now let's talk about branding the channel and like what the channel is evaluated as because we do not have to sell our own real estate. We don't answer the phones. And that was Jesse's, you know, baby. Yeah, yes, I think um, away, my to your to your point, uh, Jeff, I think it is it's a very complimentary, um, you know, it's like the the supporting roles of what we do. So I think like this is something that I discovered real early was like I, I heard all these people saying, man, I have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, but I have zero on Facebook, zero on Instagram. They're trying to take their YouTube videos and put it on Facebook and Instagram and thinking they're going to get the same results. In my background before uh, real estate, I was in the beer industry, but uh, it was heavy into social media marketing. So I always understood that these were all different platforms. That's why there's only one Facebook, one Instagram, one YouTube, one TikTok. They all serve their purpose. So for me, I was like, all right, we have to treat all of these platforms as individual things. You can't just repurpose the content. Well, you can repurpose the content, but you can't just take the same content and dump it on these platforms and expect the same results. So that's like where we started really trying to treat the platforms uh, differently and for what they were. And we have a lender that we work with a hundred, he 
only works on our team up in Portland and he's really big into Instagram and TikTok. And I asked him, I'm like, have you got any deals from this uh, in the last 12 months? Cause he went all in on it. And he said, I got two refis off of TikTok, which was interesting. But he said, what it is, is he's like, I only use it for social proof. He's like, I don't care about the subscribers. I don't care about the views. He goes for a lender. And Jeff, I'm sure you relate to this is like, there's a lot of bad ones out there, just like real estate agents. So when I'm out there educating the consumers about what the pitfalls are and putting out that type of content, they're seeing that this guy's the real deal. And so for us, um, and I've always tried to do this too, was like, how can I anchor in our content on Facebook and Instagram, not worry about the views and the subscribers and just give these people like a little bit of entertainment, but also a little bit about what we are. So that way, when they do search us on these other platforms, they see who we are. And actually, um, when we talked about the content that we made in the past, I spent, um, so my first year I was successful and I made a lot of money, but I was like, this is a grind. This is a burnout. And I invested a hundred grand of my own money and gave Jackson 20% of my business to have him focus hundred percent on YouTube. That was all I was. So I had this vision of like what I really thought we could make happen. And that was a big risk. And obviously it's paid off very well, but I had to like, think like, yes, I still have that content out there and it's still there to this day. And we didn't delete it. We didn't do anything, but we just shifted our mindset into a different direction of trying to get uh, d- deals going. Cause that was the one thing again is like, yes, we were hoping that one day that we would get deals. And it's just like building a, a, a sphere-based business with the other stuff that we were doing. It's like, yeah, you have to nurture those people. You can't just call on them one time and hope now they're going to send you business. I mean, they're now going into your ABs and Cs list, right? So there's other things that we use too. Um, like uh, we use HomeBot that's another great tool that we use that uh, I think we get a lot of uh, listings off of that for our team up in Portland. And um, we also have another couple of tools that we use that always keep our us top of mind with the consumer that will remind them of who we are. But so when Jackson and I were first starting this, there was like um, some, uh, we weren't getting deals when we were doing the digital mayor and it, there was like some animosity there and he wasn't making money. We were, I was spending money. So of course there's going to be some friction, right? Well, we were both getting mad. We were both being who we weren't. And then when we started doing the, the way that we should be doing it and the calls started coming, it completely changed our attitudes. And then we just started being hundred percent who we were, you know, Jackson used to dress really nice uh, and that wasn't who he and was. Hated he freaking it. hated it. <laughs> so now, and then once we started just doing our thing, guess what? When we were being who we wanted to be and a true authentic self it was crazy. And that's what everyone thinks is they got to be someone else. They got to be this professional. They got to be the number one agent. They got to have all these accolades and things like Jackson says, he's only sold two homes yet has thousands of people reaching out every day, wanting to buy and sell real estate with them. And it's all about, and it's, it's the truth. I have thousands of text messages I could show you right now through our system that we have. And it's like, Hey Jackson, we're coming to Portland. Let's grab a brewski and things like that. So, and then and and I don't a, have to a, be the top realtor and I don't have to be the local. In fact, being opposite of that is what exploded the channel. Yep. And, and I will say like, there's a lot, like Jackson said, a lot into the business. And I think what uh, people don't understand is the systems that have been built in place because you start getting a lot of calls and you'll get a lot of renters and you'll get a lot of people that just want to waste your time. So we've actually built systems, including, which I think is a really big thing that I think a lot of agents could use as a, a self-guided tour. So when people are just out wasting your time and they're wanting to just go look at the neighborhood because they don't know if they even want to move there, we built a whole system on self-guided tours that our team lead built that has now saved agents hundreds of thousands of hours. And guess what? Another thing that we thought the consumers wouldn't like, 
they freaking love it. They're texting us the whole time saying, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Cause now we're not in the car with them. We're not forcing them to do anything. They're out on their own little mission and they're discovering on their own timeline. And that was another pivotal part of our business after we already were successful that has now let, let us really level up again. Um, so there's a lot of things in there I know, but I do believe, like you said, drunk on social uh, teaches a, a lot of good stuff. And I do think everything does have its place. And it's just all about how you use that. You can't just expect to do the same thing and put it on every platform and expect the same results. Right, right. And that's and that is really what I want to I want to dive deeper on this. And Jackson, you said it, so now you're going to get it. I think we do need to do a third one because we are. Uh, I try not to go longer than sixty minutes on these, and we're running we're running up against that. Uh, what I really wanted, what I do want to talk about is, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call a name here just because he's a buddy of mine and 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 I, I help advise him. His name is Dan Edson. He's with EXP and he's he's uh, he's out of Kansas City. He's done a really good job building a channel uh, around community. Right. He's only been doing it since the beginning of the year, uh, but he's getting thousands of Facebook views, which is not easy to do on Facebook anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's, he's getting asked to come and and host political forums and judge various things. And I'm like, dude, this is really good for your brand. Really good for your brand. But the next thing is, and I keep telling him, you just need to be patient. You just need to be patient uh, because over time that will result in business if you do a good job of letting people know, reminding them what you do and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of almost want to turn this into a a, a a coaching session using him as the example to say, okay, Dan, this is what you should now do with what you've built. Don't stop doing that, but mm-hmm. now you need to complement it with this, right? Exactly. Because I think there's a lot of agents that have done that. They're listening to people like, like me and Tristan, and they're listening to a bunch of people that aren't doing it or aren't advising correctly. And, and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, well, they, that, They're that, just doing it. And that's exactly like what we were up against. Cause we were getting, like Jackson said in the first episode, we were getting the police department, the schools. We actually did the same thing. Like you're saying, we did a school foundation uh, event that raised over a hundred thousand and um, which was amazing. And guess what we found from that? We got our team lead. She was not even a real estate agent. She now runs our business in Portland. So we met her. She was the coordinator of the uh, the event. And she was like, I love what you guys are doing. She worked in title and escrow for 25 years. And um, that's how we met her. And have deals came through that? I'm sure they have. But, um, you know, they got actually up on the stage. They promoted us as the local real estate professionals and this and that. And it was just like, we didn't do anything else with it beyond what we did that night. So for us... That was on our, that's like on us to like say that we weren't following up. We expected it was like a one hit wonder. We expected like all this amazing business to come flooding in and they were putting us in the flyers and everything. Like can't say that the drips weren't out there, but the exposure was was amazing. Exactly. It was amazing. And that was the night I told Jess, oh dude, we're going to take off, dude. I felt so good, man. Handshakes. Thank you so much for what you do. And yeah, I mean, we got our buyer's agent out of it too, but I mean, yeah, we really didn't get much out of it, but you talk about me being brand new to that area. And now everywhere I walked, they were kind of like, Oh my God, you're the video guy. So it did put me out there. I still haven't received any business from it, but what I would tell your friend is what I lack. Okay. So my whole why in life was I can't close shit. Je- Jeff, you can call me right now and go, Jackson, dude, come sell my house. 6%. I'll still show up and I'll botch it somehow. I cannot close dude. And I'm the shittiest realtor ever. So I just don't have that gene. I can talk to anybody. I'm as nice as it gets, but I just can't close. And so I was never going to ask anybody for the business out there at restaurants at anywhere. That's obviously Jesse's strength. So 
if he's doing this, he's got to get very intentional with, Hey man, you know, if I do this, you've got to help me uh, with my business because people want to help you. And the one thing I discovered in our videos, which he mentioned CTAs at the beginning was I started shooting these killer ass vlogs. I invented the real estate vlog and yet we're just given content and people just watched it. They consumed it and they will just use it uh, without you even knowing or without them even knowing they'll just use and abuse it because you never told them to call you. So we had to install the, the call to action to the videos at oh. the beginning, which is when the phone rang 14 times the next day. And so I, I struggle with this, but my whole why was, Hey, buyers, I don't have to worry about nego negotiating uh, any kind of commission. And two, I want them calling me. And it was the dream thing. I didn't have to convert. They were begging to work with me. They were starstruck. And so with all of that being said, your homeboy over there, um, it's a tough road. It, it, it feels good. The handshakes, it's not a lot of business involved in it sometimes, but in, unless you can do what I couldn't, which is ask for the business, continue to ask for the business, man. Like get on their asses about it. So let's, yeah. so let's, let's stop there. And, and I want to jump right back into that because Jesse, we talked off air before we started that we were going to talk about hooks and calls to actions and we did not. Um, so we, we've got to talk about that. And I want to go a lot deeper because I think there's a lot of people that can relate. Uh, mm -hmm. to exactly what we're talking about with Dan. And that's why I used him as an example. Uh, and, and, and let's talk a little bit more about that. And Jesse, I'd love for you to comment on this on, on the next episode, which is, which is, uh, you know, that ask, mm -hmm. what is the right way? What is the proper way? What is, what, what is the right cadence? How often should oh, I be asking? So awkward. Ways <laughs> to do it, right? This is where we got to go with this on the next one. And, and we still need to talk a little bit about blogging. So we'll, we'll bring that into the next one and how important that is to back to your YouTube. Uh, I swear we're, we're, we're stopping this at three. Uh, we're going to do three episodes now. Um, so guys, we'll talk off air about putting that on the books and uh, we'll, we'll put these back to back to back. Jackson, I'm actually looking at your channel junkies uh, picture right here and you have that nice sport coat on. You look uncomfortable, man. You, <laughs> you guys need to change that picture. If that's not you, I mean, what the hell? Dude, back in the day, it was, and I hate dressing. I don't even own a button-up shirt or pants anymore. I'm shorts, LeBron's, T-shirts every day. And again, I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't, and that's why we never got any business from it. I love it, man. I, I want to work with you, dude, as my mortgage professional, because you got freaking bats in the back. Like, <laughs> that's the wave right now, guys. And, yeah. and anybody listening, dude, it's like these. this wave of buyers is the biggest there is. You know, this whole 30 to 40, whatever. And we just want to work with people we like, man. And yeah. that is it at the end of the day. And so you really got to just kind of figure out who you are and own that shit. And then, yeah, dude, I want to freaking close loans. You're sports, dude. I'm a sports junkie, man. We'll go grab a brewski and close this up. And that's kind of how this stuff is, is working out for us. I love it, man. All right. Well, we've got some topic topics to uh, hit on the next one, fellas. Thank you. Episode two now in the book. So uh, sorry, guys, you're going to have to come back for a third one. This is uh, just too, too much good stuff. And uh, uh, let's just say this one real quick, guys, give, give, a, give a call to action about if they can't wait another week and they want to reach out to you guys, they want to work with you guys, how do they find you? Yeah, we both have just emails easy. Jackson at realagentnow.com, jesse at realagentnow.com about, you know, partnering with us. We partner with agents all around the world now too. So you can inquire about that. Um, Channel Junkies on YouTube is the answer to everything, though. The two buddy stuff we talked about today, there's hundreds of videos. I go live every Wednesday. There's nothing we don't give for free out there. There you go, guys. Check it out and uh, come on back uh, to the next episode where we are going to go a little, a lot deeper and finally end this, uh, this rant that we're on. But this is great, man. Thank you, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. All righty. Yeah.
This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Agents Podcast.